Thanks for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, please visit us at journeytn.com. Hey everybody, this is Tim Timmons with 10,000 Minutes, and this week uh, I've got Mr. Matt Hammett. Hey everybody. Uh, Matt is one of my BFFs here in Nashville, and we are doing life together as families, and um, today we are jumping into the platitude when somebody says to you, hey Matt, don't worry about it, man, God's in control. Mm-hmm. Give us a little bit of your yep. journey, like your family's journey, Bowen's journey, any of the journeys. Yeah. You know, I didn't really think a whole lot about that. God is in control and how how simple that statement could seem until Sarah and I uh, had our third child, uh, Bowen, who uh, people have probably seen running around Journey here and there. Uh, We have four kids now, but when Bowen was born, he was born with half a heart. Mm. And so over the years, we've been through three open heart surgeries, and I didn't start thinking deeply about some of these cliches that we use until... People started using them when I was deeply hurting. Yeah. And then it causes you to go, hmm, is God really in control? And you do. It forces you to ask the really hard questions. Yeah. You know, my journey with my cancer and all that stuff, my diagnosis, yep. and just the amount of dumb things that people have said. Oh, yeah. And then the amount of things like this, like this line of, hey, you know what? God's in control. It's a cliche. General cliches are cliches because they're true. Exactly. But it's just thrown around with such frivolousness. Yeah. How many, you know, classic comments were thrown your way? Oh, I mean, I can't even count, you know, but the thing about it for me isn't, I've been thinking a lot lately about the the common writing rule. You know, when I was working on my book, we talked about it a lot um, with my friend Jamie, who was walking me through that process. And he said, uh, I would always say show, don't tell. Any writer Mm. knows that rule, right? You, You can, you can, don't, you can just tell somebody God's in control, or you can go deeper, you know, or you can tell somebody, hey, I'm struggling, or you can actually tell them what you're struggling with, Mm. uh, and so on. And I think these, sometimes these phrases, the way we throw them out there, it's almost like, I think sometimes even a shield for like the deeper uh, vulnerability sometimes to really connect with people in a more real and genuine way where they might be in their journey. Yeah. Um, it's almost e- it's almost an easy like team play. Yeah. To kind of get on and you know, to kind of walk by the court and say, Hey guys, good job, guys in control, peace out, yeah. right? I-, I showed up for a second. But like what's really hard is to move beyond um that. And I'm not again, I think your your heart is the same as what mine would be, which would would definitely be there's nothing wrong with saying God is in control, of course, yeah. as as you stated. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think the willingness to go deeper than that with people on That's the on these so phrases true. is what gives them even more power. Mm. Um, so did anybody in, in your season, in all of your seasons with all this stuff, has anybody gone that place where that was a notable difference? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that going back to that whole show, don't tell, most of the people who are willing to go deeper than the basic surface conversations were the people who showed up also and and did 
the serving too, mm. you know, and, and you were part of that, your family and our small group. Yeah. People who didn't just say, Hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, God's, God's in control. In control yeah. But went deeper to actually just show up and serve where they saw a need. Yeah. And I think even more than verbally going deeper than just those kinds of statements, which are nice, I think that the real grit and the real ministry for mm. us happened when somebody saw the need and just came and served and did it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's simple. Let's say for a generic example would be, hey, they know that we're going through, you know, a crazy day with medical stuff and they just show up and bring a meal. Yeah. You know, something we can throw in our freezer, even if it wasn't tonight that we could have, you know, yeah. and um, those sorts of things. Or just, hey, we're going to come over and we're going to watch your kids for a while um, so that you can go have some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, those sorts of things. Or instead of, hey, can I come see you? Uh, or what do you need? It's like, hey, I'm going to come help out. What time can I come? You know, yeah. it's like just yeah. those, those assertiveness because sometimes we think, I think you can kind of get away with the drive-by. Yeah. Um, and I'm guilty of it too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even pointing a finger because I'm very guilty yeah. of the drive-by. So for me, I know because I've been through a lot of sorrow and I've been through stuff like yeah. this, I have a, a sensitivity, and I think anybody who's walked through anything hard has a sensitivity. But there were seasons when I was like, I don't want people to come over and do these things. Yeah, yeah, and I so that. I get nervous yeah. when somebody's going through something. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on how you could actually be? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's just that intention of, and and, and, I, and I, I guess when I think about that, it's typically people who we're doing live with, or yeah. people who we knew better. You know, it's not like just strangers. Strangers wouldn't just come over and say, all right, we're doing this or that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying completely. Like, But I think that's part of the awkwardness sometimes of casually placed statements or sentiments like that, Yeah. Um, even if they are true, because, I don't know, you can address a need in such a casual way. Those comments are poking at something deeper every time, right? Yeah. So I think actually like, there, there is some like sense of when someone can just even listen Actually, mm-hmm. I think a way more powerful uh, statement, especially to a, a Christian who obviously yeah. already knows God's in control, right. is just, how are you? Yeah. And just listen. Yeah. You know, I, without any answers, without yeah. any, you know, I, I think one, one thing that a, a guy named John Knight told me when I was struggling in well, probably one of my darkest moments when we almost lost Bowen and he was in the hospital, we didn't think he was going to survive at the mm-hmm. time. He didn't know what I was going through necessarily um, at that moment, but I got a text from him and it just said, God will help. Hmm. And something about that statement to me, it was a statement like what we're talking about, but something about that just felt so honest. Like he wasn't saying like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. It was like, I don't know what it was about that. Yeah. God will help. God's going to just, he'll help. Yeah. What, why was it he'll different help. from God's in control? Was it who yeah. it was coming from or was it? Well, I knew, I, let me put it this way. I do know that he was someone who also went through a lot of pain mm. in his life. Um, so I knew that there was a, a credibility, credibility there, there yeah. yeah, to what he was saying. And I, and I think he's also someone who had conversations with me about the fact that help didn't mean everything was going to be okay. Yeah. So I do think the heart in which we say these things, the tone in which we say them, the depth in which we approach yeah. them makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Because you're right. We all know it's like there are a lot of ways to say these things and contexts in which to say these things. And that's hard too because there's definitely nuance. Yeah. More than tossing out a phrase to someone who's hurting that 
we think is the right thing to say, I think it is the more powerful thing to ask questions, just listen, yeah, and um, and be willing to go deeper if that's where people want to go. Yeah, and if they don't want to go there, huge. then they don't. Yeah, you know, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's not up to you. Yeah, exactly. And as I think about even the context we're just talking about this, there are two real sides of this theological idea of God is in control. One is the open theistic side where it's saying, you know what, God's actually not really in control anymore, and it's up to us guys to do this together. Um, Then you've got on the far other side, you've got a sovereignty side that is saying God's in control of everything. Like he made earthquakes, he made coronavirus, and he's using, you know, he's going to use it for his good. And, you know, I think we're both like, man, I I can see both biblically. And we're trying to hold this place in the middle. I know Mike talks about this a lot of just holding the place right in the middle going, well, yes and yes, both can be true, not just one. So when you're throwing that little line, hey, you know what? God's in control as this like drive-by shooting pellet of some kind of <laughs> happy encouragement. It's actually yeah. so confusing. Yeah. Like if you really stop to think about it, which it actually made you stop and think about it when people started throwing cliches at you. Yeah. But when you stop to think about those things, I don't know how comforting some of those things can yeah. be. Yeah, it's interesting because things that we maybe were told were nice things to say aren't always nice things to say. Yeah. And I know it, it sounds bad to say that because you don't want to like judge someone who has sincere intentions, yeah. right? But I think even when we have sincere intentions, sometimes we need to evaluate. Well, yeah. what are the, are are my good intentions in action mm. actually making the difference that I mm. I want them to? Yeah. And so good intentions isn't really enough. You know, it's just that reality of are we really doing good for other people just because we are trying to do good for other Gosh, people. Matt, I yeah. love that. There are two sides of this. One is each of us that are walking with other people in the midst of crap. Yeah. You know, there's like a practice there. Even the thought of, is what I'm about to say to this person actually more helpful for them, or is this helping me get yeah. through this moment? Yeah, is this, is this something that makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing? Well, that doesn't really matter, Yeah. right? Because yeah. it's like, yeah. I yeah. think about what would I want to be said to me? And I don't know, maybe that's not actually the best way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, there may be times somebody does need to hear God is in control, right? Yeah. It's it's funny because here I catch myself again thinking logically about, you know, the nuance of relationship, yeah. who it is and how well do you know each other and what's yeah. the context. Yep. Um, and then I even in that, I can sense the Holy Spirit nudging me and going, that's why I'm here. That's a big part of it too, just being intuitive to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us in any given moment. Yeah. As opposed to thinking, what should I do? Mm-hmm. You know? What should I say, right? Mm-hmm. What's the right thing to say in this moment? Because that's what I was taught. Yeah. Yes. Versus what is the Holy Spirit, yeah, Spirit actually what do you speaking want me to... to my heart yes, to say? Yes, And I... that might be the polar opposite yeah. of what we've been taught. Yeah. Kevin's always talking about how when we're going through hard things, ultimately at the bottom of it, it's what is our belief about God? You know, how true and how right is our actual belief about God? Because that will then help us walk through. So maybe instead of the bombs... It's in a good relationship, asking good questions if the yeah. person's willing to go there. Yeah. I think I've had that with me. Like somebody's asked me, where's Jesus and all of this stuff? And it was a trusted person that I loved, but I loved that part of the dialogue because it helped me get to this place of, well, God is at work in all things versus just taking their token cliche. Yeah. But it is interesting because these things are far better lived than just thrown around. 
right? Totally. <laughs> um, and if God is in control, then it's like, what is the practice of God is in control? Yeah. Maybe it's uh, me not having to say things like that <laughs> when I'm driving by. <laughs> right. Uh, and learning to like think, like, how do I live that in action for somebody? How do I be that in action for somebody? How do I show the world that I do believe God is in control by just, you know, by the way that I live. And I wish I had like a really awesome practical plan here to lay out for people how to do that. (laughs) Yeah. There's no good platitude that's going to change my mind. Yeah. Even in the midst of that, I think, you know, one of the things that people have said to me is I'm just so sorry. Yeah. And just sat with me in the sorry. Yes, exactly. So like, but you just said that, I mean, that brought back a whole flood of times where people have said those things to me. Yeah. That really meant a lot. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, thank God somebody just like said something totally relational. Yeah. And real. Yeah. To me. And <clears throat> that speaks so loud. Yeah. The, I'm just, I'm sorry. You know what just hit me is that this idea that if I am an actual representer of Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would never say to somebody that God is in control because I, yeah. I, I don't know how much of that I actually completely buy, to be honest. Um, in in that's a crazy statement, but you know, I think yes and no. And he's in control, but what does that really mean? He's in control. Yeah. Like, is he in control of everything or nothing? Or what's my role? What's his role? But as I think about it, what I would rather say to people is, God is at work. Yes. And yes. that idea that he's with us in the midst of it, yeah. even though I won't say that to people because that then can also bring up. Yep. Some more cliches and all that yeah. stuff. But I think I, that's why God will help spoke to me. Yeah. Because that's yes. what it felt like to me. It felt like God's at work and I'm not telling you everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. The idea that I'm I'm getting at is that if I'm a representer of Jesus, then I actually get to be some of that help. Yep. I actually get to be some of that soothing encouragement, whereas my words don't have to be there, but I get to be that. My presence gets to be that. Yeah, I don't know why this literally just popped in my brain, but it's so funny because the one, I guess what I would call empathetic slip up that I've had more than once where yeah. I've kind of gone like, ooh, yeah. is when someone experiences a great loss and I say, are you okay? Or how are you doing? Right, right. How do you think I'm doing? Yeah. Yes, right, Matt. <laughs> but it's like, it's the thing that my brain goes, you're trying to show interest it's the thing you kind of say but then it comes out of your mouth and you're like (laughs) it's like well i don't know you know somebody i love dearly i just lost how am i doing (laughs) yes Yes. (laughs) am i okay you know are you okay it's like yeah it is interesting just the things that we really you know say with great intention that just don't do any good for anyone now, I wonder how much of this is subjective because that might be encouraging to somebody else or God's Maybe. in control might be encouraging to somebody else. Yeah. Like, how are you doing? Or I'm so sorry. I mean, even even that line, which I think is the safest line ever, is to say, Love I'm yep. so sorry. But I've had people say to me, well, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I'm not saying it was my fault. I'm just, I'm sorry this happened. And they're like, well, you couldn't have done anything about it. And yeah. they were, uh, that almost. But that's another thing we're just kind of programmed to say too, I mean, because it's like which side that both both side, you know, or not not not. The, I'm sorry, but even the response, yeah. even when you are hurting, like we. So it's funny because on the side of looking at someone who's hurting, sometimes we just say the things we're programmed to say. Yes, and honestly, more often 
when I am hurting, I say the things I'm programmed to say mm. back to somebody. Mm. I can say way more actually when mm. I'm the one who's hurting. I'm I'm shooting off the answers I just think I'm supposed to give. Yep. And a lot of times because maybe I don't want to go deeper. Yeah. Right. You know. Gosh, that that's both sides. Yeah, it's on both both sides. But then it's funny what you said about how somebody might be listening to this going like. Well, yeah, I like it when people say God's in control. Or I like it when yeah. people ask me how I'm doing, even if it's obvious. Yeah. What is the actual most core non-invasive plan? Mm. I mean, it sounds so ridiculous uh, in the way of simplicity, but <laughs> it almost sounds too simple. But, you know, it's like you think about the idea of just the willingness to, I mean, you talk about this all the time, in practice, are we walking with Jesus? Are we listening to what the Holy Spirit mm, is saying mm. to us in every given moment? And I think that ultimately at the root of it, it does always Gosh, come good. down to that. Yep. Am I walking with Jesus closely enough that his voice is speaking to me how to heal people moment to moment? Yeah, yes. Um, how to represent him yeah. in this moment. Are we in love with the idea so good. of being Jesus? Yes. Or are we actually walking with him? Yep, Matt. So the idea of being Jesus will cause us to say these platitudes in a way that will not be effective. Yeah. But walking with Jesus will always allow us to find moments of healing for other people mm-hmm. when we're walking with alongside of them as well. Yeah. So, I, the guys from Big Daddy, we would always talk about, in a sense, that we all have the presence of God. And when we're actually walking firmly in the presence of God, then our presence is actually beautiful for other people. Yep. Exactly. We'd be praying for people after concerts, and they would always say, don't just do your normal prayer what you know how to say. Listen, like, what, what's the Holy Spirit telling you to pray for this person yeah. versus just praying over them some psychological, totally. you know, normal thing you're supposed to say? So the encouragement is nothing new, but simply walk with Jesus in the presence of Jesus, asking him what to do, how to love. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, Matt. And then, hey, at the very core of all this, too, it's like you go, well, we can only do that if we trust that God is in control, Tim. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, I think this thing broke. I think, <laughs> I think the, the podcast machine just broke. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, that is uh, Matt Hammett and Timothy Howard Timmons, 10,000 Minutes. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this episode of the Journey Now podcast, please consider rating and reviewing us and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us today.